It's time for the SwampSwamiSports.com audio podcast. It's almost here, March Madness, but bigger isn't always better. Here we go again. It's late February, and March is just a few days away, so it's time to focus our attention on college basketball. On Sunday, March 17th, it seems to be getting later every year, too, the NCAA men's basketball tournament field is going to be announced. The women's field will be announced just one day later. And the current format calls for 64 teams with first-round games to be played on Thursday, March 21st, and Friday, March 22nd. There are four regions of 16 teams apiece, and the 16 teams in every region are seeded from number 1 to number 16 based on the determination by the selection committee. The first round will feature a fairly even matchup between the numbers 8 and 9 teams. And then on the other end of the bracket, the game featuring the number 1 seed going up against number 16 in the opening round is usually a snoozer unless that underdog jumps out to an early lead to get the crowd back behind them. You might remember back in 2018, the number one seed Virginia Cavaliers were clobbered 74-54 by a commuter college. Number 16 seed University of Maryland Baltimore County became the first 16 seed to beat a number one in the opening round game. And the UMBC Retrievers are now a tournament legend. But then again, last year in 2023, it happened again. Number one seed Purdue lost to number 16 Fairleigh Dickinson, 63-58. So the all-time record for number one seeds against number 16 in the men's tournament is now 150-2. Yeah, but that still means there's a 1.3% chance of this type of an upset happening again next month in March. On the women's side of the bracket, the number 16 seed has also posted just one victory as well. That goes back to 1998, when number 16, Harvard, took down number 1, Stanford, 71-67. Now going back to the men's basketball tournament, there have been 11 number 15 seeds which have pulled an upset of the number 2 seed during the opening round too. But that's still a measly 7.2% statistical chance of a number 15 springing an upset. The number 15 seed has taken down a number 2 seed in each of the last three years. Back in 2021, number 15, Oral Roberts, surprised number 2, Ohio State. Then in 2022, it was St. Peter's who beat number 2 seed, Kentucky. And last year, number 15, Princeton, sent Arizona home after their first game in the 2023 tournament. Is it going to happen again in March 2024? So why are there 64 teams in the March Madness field? The first NCAA men's basketball tournament field was comprised of only eight teams back in 1939, and those teams were selected by a group of basketball coaches. And 12 years later, wouldn't you know, the tournament field expanded to 16 teams in 1951, but they restricted the field to only one team from each basketball conference. Well, that didn't last very long either. The field was stretched to 22 teams by 1953, with 10 teams receiving a first round bye. All this time, the National Invitation Tournament, the NIT, began one year before the NCAA's own basketball tournament. With games played in New York City's Madison Square Garden, the NIT actually had more media attention for many years. 
Only six teams back in 1938, the NIT expanded just like the NCAA tournament did. And by the early 1950s, the NIT was actually making competing offers for teams to come play in their tournament. The teams could choose between the 22-team NCAA invitation or go to New York City to play in the NIT. Yes! Well, the NCAA did not like being shunned. So they amended the rules in 1971 after future Hall of Fame basketball coach Al McGuire's highly ranked Marquette team turned down the NCAA bid in order to play in the New York City NIT tournament. Expansion of the NCAA field then grew to 32 teams by 1975. By 1980, the NCAA basketball tournament field had become 48 teams, with the top 16 teams receiving a first-round bye. Our 64-team field finally became a reality in 1985. All teams would now have to win six games to become the national champion. And not surprisingly, the NIT's importance started to fade from the national prominence after the expansion of the NCAA field. In 2011, we had one more tweak of the rules. The first four play-in games were added. Now, these games allow eight teams with a chance to fight for the final four open spots in the tournament field of 64. Those games are currently played in Dayton, Ohio, on the Tuesday and Wednesday nights prior to the first-round games on Thursday and Friday. The first four winners have less than two days to then travel and prepare for a first-round NCAA championship game. So who gets into the NCAA basketball tournament field of 64? That's where politics and television start playing a bigger part of the game. Beginning with the 2018 and 2019 basketball season, though, the NCAA implemented a sophisticated computer program which they call NET. That's short for NCAA Evaluation Tool. Now that's being used to provide ongoing rankings for the men's and women's basketball teams as they await possible selection for the NCAA's college basketball tournament field. This system was developed to replace the former guidelines of the RPI. You might remember that. It was the Ratings Power Index. Now the RPI relied heavily on the team's winning percentage, their opponent's winning percentage, and follow me here, their opponent's opponent's I know, poor choice of terminology. Opponents, opponents, winning percentage. <laughs> the NCAA's new NET system relies on computer simulations and a highly touted quadrant ranking system. Your team's wins and losses during the season are organized into quadrants one through four based on the game's location, whether it's at home or away or on a neutral court, and the opponent's NET ranking too. Well, if that sounds complicated, it's because it is. Stop! I'm going to show you right here that the current NCAA net computer rankings for this year's 2024 men's basketball field appears to be a bit flawed too. Which teams are going to be in the NCAA tournament if it were played today? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Because on the day that I prepared this post, which is Wednesday, February 28th, the top four teams with the projected number one seeds in the men's tournament would be the University of Houston, Purdue, the defending champion UConn, and Arizona. According to the NCAA's computer projections and rankings, the last four teams which would make it into the NCAA field of 64 would be Seton Hall at 18-9, Oregon at 18-9, Butler University, which is only 15 and 12, and get this, number 64 on the NCAA's list of ranked teams right now is Xavier University at 13 and 14. What? Did the NCAA's computer rankings just show us a team with a 13 and 14 record as being the 64th best team in the country this week? Apparently so. 
But that's why the NCAA spends thousands of dollars to sequester its tournament selection committee in an Indianapolis hotel room for the weekend when the tournament field is to be announced. Relying on their own computer system, though very cost-effective, could place a team with a losing record like Xavier into the NCAA men's basketball tournament this year. As of today, the NCAA's computer rankings would have these conferences and teams in the men's field of 64. From the AAC, it would be number 37, Florida Atlantic, and number 43, SMU. The ACC would have number 9, North Carolina, Duke at number 10, 23, Clemson, 27, Wake Forest, 47, Virginia, 49, Pitt, and number 60, Virginia Tech at 15 and 13. The America East Conference, no teams. Atlantic Sun, sorry, you're out. Atlantic 10 would have number 20, Dayton, at 22 and 5. The Big 12 would round up the slots with number 1 Houston, number 8 Iowa State, 10 BYU, 14 Baylor, 17 Kansas, number 33 Texas, 38 TCU, 40 Oklahoma, 42 Texas Tech, and number 45 Cincinnati at 16 and 12. The Big East would do pretty well too with number 3 Connecticut, number 12 Marquette, 13 Creighton, 34 Villanova, 44 St. John's, 54 Providence, number 61 Seton Hall, 63 Butler, and yes, those Musketeers of Xavier University are in the Big East at number 64 at a record of 13 and 14. The Big Sky Conference, no teams. Big South, you're out. Big 10 would have number 2 Purdue, 16 Illinois, 22 Wisconsin, 24 Michigan State, 41 Nebraska, how about that, Nebraska in the field, number 52 Northwestern, and number 59 Iowa. The Big West, Coastal and Conference USA, no teams. Same goes for the Horizon, no teams. The Ivy League would only place number 51, Princeton. The Metro Atlantic, the MAAC, the Mid-American, the MAC, and the Mid-Eastern, MEAC, you get no teams. Mountain West, number 18, San Diego State, 25, New Mexico, 26, Boise State, 29, Colorado State, 35, Utah State, and number 39, Nevada. The Missouri Valley Conference would place number 31, Indiana State, without Larry Bird this year at 23-5, and, and number 46, Drake, at 22-6. The Northeast Conference, NEC, no teams. Same for the Ohio Valley, OVC, you get none. The Pac-12 would place number 4, Arizona, 32, Colorado, number 36, Washington State, number 53, Utah, and number 62, Oregon. The Patriot League, no teams. The SEC would do pretty well too. Number five, Tennessee. Number six, Alabama. Number seven, Auburn. Number 19, Kentucky. 28, Florida. 30, Mississippi State. 48, South Carolina. And number 57, Texas A&M would get in with a 15 and 12 record. The Southern Conference, the SOCON, no teams. The Southland though would get number 55, McNeese State University. Now 21 and three and coached by LSU's former coach. The Summit, no teams. The Sunbelt would get number 50 James Madison into the field with a sterling 25-3 record. The Southwestern Athletic Conference, though, no teams. Your top team is number 223 Southern at 13-11. Oh, my. The WAC would get number 15 Grand Canyon University at 23-4. And, and the West Coast Conference would get number 15 St. Mary's, number 21 Gonzaga, and number 56 San Francisco into the field. According to the NCAA's net computer rankings, the first four teams to be left out of the NCAA tournament for the men would be number 65 Bradley at 19 and 9, 66 Ohio State at 16 and 12, 67 Maryland at 15 and 13, and number 68 Samford, yes, S-A-M-F-O-R, Samford University, the Bulldogs at 23 and 4.
But it's time to fix your computer ranking systems, NCAA. Did you know that those computer rankings of the top 64 teams today would include eight schools with a losing record within their own conference? Sell, sell, sell! If those schools can't even win half of the games they play within their own conference, why should they participate in the national championship field of 64? Today, number 60 Virginia Tech from the ACC has a 7-10 conference record. In the Big 12, number 33 Texas is 7-8, number 45 Cincinnati is a pitiful 5-10 in conference. The Big East overvalued teams include number 44 St. John's at 8-9, 64 Xavier at 7-9, and Butler comes in at just 7-10 within their own conference. The Pac-12's Utah, number 53 team, just 7-9 in conference play. And the SEC's Texas A&M Aggies at number 57 in the computer rankings have posted just a 6-8 record in conference games. The NCAA's March Madness tournament field must include one team from each of the participating conferences, too. So that means that the NCAA's computer rankings would have to leave 18 conference tournament representatives out of the field. Isn't there a better way to do this? Come back next time and let's evaluate some ideas which are being proposed right now to change the NCAA's college basketball tournament in the coming years. I'm Swamp Swami. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station.